Welcome to Verity Ed, where parents are primary, and today I have a dilemma. Should I start kindergarten this year or not? So today I don't have the answers, but I'm going to sort of talk out loud through my thoughts. The dilemma is this. I have a four and a half year old daughter who is, as with many girls her age, showing signs of being ready for a more formal education, but then I also have this thing where I don't really want to add another child to the homeschool and she is only four. So I'm going to walk you through this only because this is a question that I get a lot is when do we actually start formally home educating and what does that mean? And so stay tuned to hear how I'm going to work through this. And maybe by the end of talking aloud to myself in a room, I'll have some answers. But first, as always, please consider joining us on Patreon to support Verity Ed and these videos and the resources on our website. I would love to be able to offer more of my time to writing curriculum and producing more resources for you. So if you've been blessed by any of these talks or videos, please consider buying me a coffee a month and I'd really appreciate it. But now, back to the dilemma of the day. So here we are with our four and a half year old child. Her birthday's in January, so it's kind of like she would be a young kindergartner, but if we wait a year, she'd be an older kindergartner. She has a lot of older siblings and she kind of parrots back their poems randomly while she's playing with her toy animals. She'll just be heard saying the Jabberwocky randomly. Um, so she has a little predilection for the memory. She's been trying to sound out words in books. It's very cute. And she's been doing more mazes, which really consists of scribbling all over a maze on a page, not really following the lines, but pretending to do worksheets. So I'm seeing a lot of these signs of, okay, maybe she's ready to pick up some schooling this fall. And I have to make some kind of a decision soon. So I'm also reflecting back on what have I done with my previous children. She's number five, so I've had four other kids who have gone through the kindergarten year. So as part of my thinking about this particular child, I'm going to reflect on what we've done with her older siblings. So three of those four children were in a hybrid situation where they were in a classroom two days a week. And then at home, depending on the year, depending on my work schedule, we more or less did a little bit of the Mother of Divine Grace curriculum. But I really depended on those two days of class for them to be stimulated and to start to build some foundations with number and letter recognition. My other older child, who I did do kindergarten at home because we were not in a place where there was a hybrid option, uh, we used Mother of Divine Grace, but I would say we used maybe a third of it because I was pregnant that year and I wasn't able to do a lot of schooling with her. So that was interesting. Um, and she went on to first grade just fine, to come to think of it. So yeah, I think reflecting back on the older children, I'm feeling more confident and starting to get some sense of direction of what's worked in the past, which is not stressing out too much about kindergarten. But let's go on and examine the facts. So in thinking about my kindergarten or not question, to be or not to be in kindergarten for next fall, I'm also going to look at just what are the facts of our situation right now in life. Okay, so on the no side, like let's just not add her to the stream of children being home educated this year side. She is on the younger end, as I mentioned. She's not going to be five until January. 
And as with many homeschooling moms, I tried this before. I tried a four-year-old in kindergarten with my oldest child, who's listening right now, and um, it was okay, but we ended up later on just slowing down and taking a gap year anyway um, because of some various circumstances, but she was just really young, and while intellectually and academically she could always keep up with her peers by the grace of God, um, just emotionally and socially it was a really good thing to slow down for a year. So that's kind of on the negative side for this particular child this fall doing anything formal. I'm like, um, I think I went down this road before. So that's a no. Also on the I don't think so side of this conversation I'm having with myself, um, I'm thinking in terms of me, if I commit to doing some kindergarten with a few more parameters and a few more goals and a to-do list, um, and a weekly planner, and she responds really well, and it's going successfully, then I've added another child onto my plate who I'm planning for and formerly homeschooling for and feeling like I need to check in on. And it's a big year for my older kids. If you haven't seen my other reveal videos, which you can see here or here, um, then you're going to see, if you watch those, you'll see that we have a big leap in terms of a child starting in on the dialectical or logical stage of learning in sixth grade, a child prepping for high school in her eighth grade year. Um, I have another one, a third grader, who I really need to get to an independent reading level. So when I'm like thinking about, oh, kindergarten, and I think, oh, let's add her on to this already very full plate, which I think is going to be doable, but it's full, that would be a no. So now I'm gonna move over to the yes side. Like, why am I even thinking about this? Okay, so there are a few signs that I'm looking for that I'm starting to see. And one is that she is the fifth of six kids. She has a lot of older siblings, so she has a really great sort of uh, peripheral foundation that she's absorbed through osmosis. She knows how to count to 20 mostly. She always skips 17, but who doesn't? I mean, really. She always skips 17, but she can count. She knows her ABC song. She knows upteen Robert Louis Stevenson poems. She knows Latin chant. All of these things that just by being the younger on the younger set of the six kids, she has that added advantage. So it really wouldn't be much for me to just add in like 100 easy lessons, maybe, maybe some numbers, worksheets for kindergarten. So that's definitely on the yes side. I could just add two little formal activities, maybe three days a week. And just by being homeschooled with five, with four, four older siblings, I can't count anymore, maybe I need to go back to kindergarten, she's going to be getting a really good base. And if you want to see more about how I have approached preschool with her, being like preschool in scare quotes, if you want to see that, I have fun videos about the four habits of highly classical preschoolers that we try and instill in our kids when they're really young. Um, we also have some activities to go along with those habits and how we build those up. So you can kind of see the base that I'm working with with her at this point in those videos. So that's that. Also on the yes side, I'm looking at the fact that I'm not currently pregnant, which means that I should have a little more bandwidth this coming fall to start her in on some formal homeschooling. And that's a big deal in our family to consider health questions. Um, my husband struggles with a chronic illness, and if you're on Patreon, you can see our um, video on our story and how that 
played into our home life. Um, and I also have very difficult pregnancies. You can think of Princess Kate Middleton, as I like to do when I'm considering it. So this sort of in-between years here, um, it's always like, oh, we got to take advantage of that. So that's kind of on the yes side is that we have a more stable home life this year. Um, Verity Ed is super fun. I'm having a good time with it. Um, it's not as stressful. I've got a good mix up of new material, but also tried and true with the older kids. So there's a lot I'm not going to have to be teaching myself to do with them. And also my 11th grader, as you'll see in an upcoming video, so hit subscribe, my 11th grader is being outsourced for three of her classes, which is a load off of me. So it might be time to add someone else to the mix. I mean, it's like Miriam's being outsourced for three classes and Zelly's being <laughs> filling the gap. <laughs> it's like I'm trading my most phlegmatic, like easygoing, independent on her own for the cleric. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Okay. Also on the yes side, we could also see adding her to the homeschool mix, not so much as adding more work for me as giving her something to do. And this is sort of my biggest thing right now is I'm seeing these signals with her that she's ready to start playing around with worksheets. She wants to be included on some of our activities when she feels the desire. Um, and so having her kind of you know, in my mind, formally joining the crew would actually help keep her occupied when I'm doing work with some of her other siblings, which right now it's kind of an unpredictable, oh, she's off playing with stuffed animals and I'm in the middle of phonics with a child and nobody knows where Zelly went. And yeah, she does things like that. Oh, she's outside. Like, oh, she left. So it would be good to have a way to corral her a little bit more and maybe doing a little more formal on the kindergarten would help with that. And I just wanna let you know that my tech crew just voted and they want me to start kindergarten with her. So um, maybe you should vote too. Leave a comment on this. What, what do I do with this child this coming year? But since this is not a democracy, let's just tally up. So we have three reasons for yes, let's start being a little more formal with this child, and two for no. So in a spreadsheet, this would look like, okay, go with the kindergarten. But I'd like to consider first, because children are not spreadsheets, <laughs> they are human beings and they have wills and intellects, I just want to consider the risk factors before I start playing around in my head with um, curriculum ideas. So I think the risk factors, based on my experience, are very low, right? The worst case scenario, we start kindergarten phonics and math with her siblings when they start their stuff in the fall this year. Um, I get pregnant, which is actually a really nice thing, but um, someone gets really sick in the house or she's recalcitrant and just demonstrating that this was the wrong time to start. And the worst case scenario is we just stop and try again in six months or in a year. That's not that bad. So the other risks would be, I think, knowing myself and that when I start something, I like to keep going until I've completed it. So just being aware that if I were to have to stop the plan with her, um, to not get frustrated with that and with myself or feel burnout or resent whatever happened, that it was keeping me from my marvelous homeschool plan to have a young kindergartner this year. So I think being aware of those interior uh, struggle risks and the fact that, look, you can always just stop if it wasn't a good idea because you're homeschooling, Erica. 
Um, yeah, I'm starting to go with the Tech Crew's vote right now. I think this could be a really good idea. Yeah, fist pump Tech Crew. All right, so now that I've gotten to this place in my therapy session with you all, thanks for listening, uh, I think it's time to think about also what do we mean by kindergarten, right? And a lot of people have written to me and say, well, why do we even do grades? And, you know, you're so classical if you're telling me that. And, yeah, you're right. You don't need to have grades listed for things, and you just read children and start when they're ready and back off when they're frustrated and you know help them persevere when they just need to get it done. All of those things are true. I think though, you know, for some of us, and myself included, operating in our culture and in our society, it's just helpful for me to have grades um, listed for things like kindergarten, first, second, not A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I don't do those until at least, you know, seventh, eighth grade. Um, but I think it's helpful for me to be able to say, okay, we're starting a first grade level this year, just in terms of having a clear understanding of how do I set goals for this year? Um, what are the foundations, especially what are the foundations I'm laying for the future? And what do I hope to be able to do with them a year from now, right? So yeah, you don't have to call it kindergarten. It's more, when do I start trying to do a little more formal instruction with her? And I really see this year before first grade where we really like dig into the phonics and you can see my sound beginnings review here, which was a really fun video. For those of you listening on Spotify, all these videos I'm referencing and pointing to, the links are going to be in your description of the podcast, so I'm including you. You're not forgotten. But I see kindergarten uh, as more of a period of time, it might be one year, it might be two years, um, of forming slightly more mature habits with the child and laying foundational skills uh, with memory work, counting, uh, basic phonics reading, number letter formation recognition, and really starting to strengthen those fine motor skills that I talk about a lot in my early education videos and uh, podcasts that it's it's less of a um, formal, hello, I'm starting kindergarten, which means if I don't get to first grade in a year, I've flunked. Not that at all, but it's more of a, um, a mark of a beginning of uh, a foundation laying year or two years. Um, so I think, you know, if I look at this dilemma and I see it as not starting like a grade, but as adding two or three activities per week, um, maybe numbers, I'll probably go with ABEC and numbers curriculum for math because I love all the games, um, and language arts doing, I'm going to look at the classic first start from Memoria Press for the phonics, and just integrate these, um, integrate her into activities with her siblings. So you can see what I'll be doing for third grade this year here, and you can see what I'm doing in sixth grade this year. Um, and there's a lot that she can just kind of tag along on. I can make an extra copy of a coloring page or a map. I can have her um, listen to the story of civilization stories as far as she's able to follow along and just kind of see how it goes. So there'll be a lot of integration. If we go this direction, a lot of integration. I'll give her her poems from Mother of Divine Grace because Robert Louis Stevenson is the best. Um, she can do those with her siblings and perform them for the family like they do. Um, listen to history and then just kind of make it a game like oh we're gonna play the school game now and mommy's a teacher and you are at school and um, just play the game and see how she responds and if it's fun for her so those are my thoughts so I'm leaning towards this 
thanks for helping me talk through that. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on what kindergarten means and when you start it and when you know it's first grade, how much do you start? And is it a big deal? Like maybe I'm making a big deal out of nothing, but why is that? Why does it weigh on our hearts and minds so much that I'm starting homeschooling with my four-year-old, right? Um, and I'm not, I'm not denigrating that at all. It's a really important question and it feels like a really big step for a lot of us. So I just kind of wanted to share for me, like just because she's my fifth doesn't mean I don't also have like all of these questions in my head and have to weigh the different circumstances. Um, but I hope listening has helped you to ask your own questions and look at your own facts and spreadsheet and what are your risk factors and all that. And if you want to talk about it, I would love to. I give a free 20-minute consult to everybody who comes to just try it out. So contact me at verityed.com. And thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This was very therapeutic. And yeah, I'll see you next time on Verity Ed. Wrong pipe. Let's try that. Try that over.